Can we just lift up our voices together this evening and thank God for today. Our God and our King will bless your name for this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Let's thank God for how God has been with us throughout this day. For his mercy upon us, for his grace, for his power, for his splendor, for his glory, for answering our prayers, for manifesting himself as our God. Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name. We bless and praise your holy name, O God. Thank you for strength. Thank you for the gift of life. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. I want us to commit to, to, to the Lord today this program. Let's pray that the Lord will empower us this day and that the Lord will grant us insight because this is our Sunday, our Bible study, weekly Bible study. And we need the spirit of insight as we look into the perfect word of God. Shall we just begin to pray and ask God for insight today? Our God and King, we ask you for insights today. We ask that you, you will give us knowledge, that we will hear your words in our spirits. Let us pray to God that we will hear the voice of God. As you look at the life of Job, every one of us will see something that God is speaking to our lives and to our current condition, that heaven we speak to our spirit. And at the end of today, we will be so much impacted. Father, we pray the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you will equip us. You will bring forth healing by your word. That the word of God we hear today will bring healing. It will bring stability. It will bring success in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the name of the King of heaven shall be glorified. Thank you, Father God. There is a testimony that came in today to my hearing. Let's just thank God that he answers our prayers. Let's thank God that God answers our prayers. Lord, we thank you because you answer our prayers. We give you the glory and honor and praise. We magnify your holy name, King of heaven. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Amen. Yes, you are very welcome to another day, our Bible study and warriors of the night. Shall we lift up our voice together and just give God praise for keeping us till this very hour. Lord, we bless you, we exalt you, and thank you for your protection over us and for keeping us safe, even for this hour. We thank you for answering our cry every day that we call to you. And we thank you for what you have in stock for tonight. We rejoice in your holy name, our God and King. For in the presence of God is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. God, the Holy Spirit, we thank you for being in our midst, for directing our path today, and for the impartation that we receive, for the word that will come to us to transform our lives. And even the word that will come out of our mouth as we pray, O oh God, shall carry your authority and accomplish the purpose of which you have sent them. We bless and glorify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen. So the first person I'd like to invite to contribute this evening um, is Ikenest Anna. Good evening, everybody. 
Um, I'm going to be taking my um, contribution from Job chapter 7, verse 17 to 18. Job confesses in both, sorry, Job confessions in both verses are similar to confessions most people make when they are faced with difficulties. Whilst we have to keep reminding ourselves that Job trial was not an ordinary one, it seems blaming God when something happened is very common in our day. Whilst we must often remind ourselves that Job's trial was not an ordinary one, however, I cannot count how many times I've heard the saying, if God exists, then why does he allow bad things to happen to good people? Or why does he allow bad things to happen in the world? I'm pretty sure most of us have heard this saying. It is clear from this book that not all tests come from God. Therefore, we should not be the first. Sorry, God should not be the first person we accuse when we face challenges. How do we know when God is testing us? I hear someone ask. We ask him directly as he is the revealer of all things. The other solution would be to examine and test And in 1 Corinthians 10, Paul gives us cues. The first is that God does not test us beyond what we can bear. And the other is that when he tests us, he will always give us an escape route. A typical example can be seen in the life of the Israelites, where God led them to the promised land through the long route when there was a shorter one. Most of us can recall that when they were tested, he provided an escape route and provisions along the way. This is just one example amongst numerous examples in the Bibles, which backs up the reference in Corinthians. In conclusion, we must understand and believe and trust that God's plans for us are of good and not of evil. And in times of trial, we must check ourselves and examine the trial, remembering that when he tests us, our future is secured and our end is expected. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I'd like to now invite um, Sister Philomena. Osho Williams, please unmute your phone. Yeah. 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 Um, good evening. My own, my contribution comes from Job chapter eight, verse four. Bildad is saying that Job's children might have perished because they have sinned against God. Job was grieving for his children. For his friend to make such a suggestion is almost like adding insults to injury. Look at the story of issues. Papford, the man who wrote the words to the song, It Is Well With My Soul. This was in response to a tragic event in his life when his four daughters perished as the ship they were traveling sank. Is it because the daughters of Horatio sinned? We do not know. However, we do know that God has the answers to everything. In Deuteronomy 29.29, it says, Mystery belongs to God, and things revealed belong to us. So we should be careful what we say to our friends when they are going through tough times. Matthew Matthew chapter chapter 7 says, Judge not that you may not be judged. In these last Bible studies in Gabriel Oman's teachings, she said, if any of our friends are going through difficult times, we should ask for godly wisdom, to soothe, comfort, and encourage them. Colossians 4, 6 says that, Let your words be seasoned with salt, that you may know what to say when someone is going through trials. If your, friends, if your friend is going through trials and tribulations, it is better to keep quiet if you don't have anything meaningful to say. Instead, empathize by praying to God because God answers Every honest and sincere prayer. Amen. Thank you very much. 
And I'd like to invite um, Dickness Bimbo. Um, I will be contributing from Job chapter 7, verses 17 and 18. Job chapter 7 sees Job directly bringing his complaint to God because he saw his problems were lasting for months, which you can see in verse 3, and that his death was looming. Job chapter 7, verses 17 and 18 brings to my memory Psalm 8, verse 4, which I studied as part of a course a few months ago. So relating Job 7, verses 17 and 18 to Psalm 84, Psalm 8, verse 4, I looked at Job's question in these verses as questioning God from a negative perspective. Why is this? Job felt and viewed God as not, as not noticing him when he was going through his difficult situation. But we know that Job's thoughts were not the case. Why does Job think this way? It was because he wondered and felt that God was always striking him from all angles. And wherever he went, and wherever he went we all know this was not true. Job also felt he had been made a prey and a target to the extent that he said in verse 21 that he would soon lie down in the dust. That is, that is when he dies, God will search for him, that he would be no more, and that God will not be able to treat him unkindly and unfairly anymore when he's gone. So comparing Psalm 8 verse 4, even from verse 3, verse 3, with Job 7, 17, Job chapter 7 verse 17 especially, is that King David asked the same question in a positive way. So we can see from King David's positive perspective, and which we are aware of, that God is mindful of man, because he created us, and we are made in his own image and likeness, until man sinned, and we lost the likeness, I would say, and then Christ came to die for our sins. In addition, God is merciful, he remembered his children, he cares and visits us in his mercy, through his divine love, he came himself to the world, assumed the human nature, and came to dwell among us by giving us his life and dying for all our sins. Hallelujah. So the lessons to be learned are, I'm sincerely not condemning Job here for the way he viewed things through questioning and, compare and complaining to God. Job felt his suffering. Job felt his suffering will never end, especially that he was going through severe pain and anguish. Coupled with several trials, he had boils all over his body to the extent that he could not even sit down on his buttocks or even sleep. He was in pain and bitter in his spirit. Moreover, he had not the Holy Spirit in him, unlike we that we have not been redeemed by Jesus Christ and had the Holy Spirit in us. So even if, so whatever we do, when we speak, we should let the Holy Spirit speak through us when we are laying our issues before God, even in our dealings with each other, and to continue to walk in the Holy Spirit and not fully and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Likewise, God Almighty does not visit us to torment us. He loves us dearly. In the case of Job, we can see his heartfelt and honest negative emotions and he saw and he saw God visited him every morning to torment him. But as as Reverend Omar stressed we should know how to speak to God, especially when going through challenges and trials. We should not do wrong or speak actually to God with bitterness. Finally, we should reverence God. God understands and knows how we feel in all situations, be it positive or negative emotions. And we need to know that God is ready to listen and hear us, even when we are joyous and praising and whenever we have trials. So may the Holy Spirit help us in whatever we do, in whatever we say, in Jesus' name. Thank you.
Amen. I'd now like to hand back over to Apostle, sir. Yes, Pastor. <laughs> well, you know, this matter of Job is um, quite very interesting. Before I bring mommy up now uh, to take us into chapter 9 and chapter 8. I want us to have uh, chapter 9 and 10. I want us to have something in our mind as we are going through this. One, we are going through the story of a man who did not have Holy Spirit inside him. That's the first thing. He was total flesh, you know, just serving God with all his strength like Noah, like, um, you know, all others in the old Abraham and the rest of them. And uh, when, and the second thing we must know, put in our heart is this, God did not smite him at all. God did not smite Job at all. What you have read in the scripture is that Satan smited him. But God, what the role of God there was that God permitted the devil to do it. Okay? But then all the affliction he had was from the devil, not from God. Because God does not tempt with evil and God cannot do evil because he's a loving God. However, we also saw the... Yes, Pastor David will speak after I've spoken now. Uh, because it remains Pastor David really... Uh, Pastor Tyler. After me, Pastor David will speak and then we invite mommy. So, another thing that we must remember throughout is that God is still God, but man is man. So, we saw the reaction of his wife and his friends. This is a summary of all what you have been learning. We saw the reaction of his wife and his, and his friends. His wife that really loved him came to a place because of her, her passion for him that, look, you can't continue to suffer like this. Satan took her over our flesh. And she said, why don't you curse God and die? Suddenly we know that cursing God does not lead to death. No. It only needs to deny and total as, as, as isolation from God's mercy. But thank God for Job. You can read in Job's life a man of tenacity. Every qualification God spoke about him in chapter 1 and chapter 2, that's what he is. Consistent in God. But however, you are now coming to a place where the friends of Job spoke in their record was the righteous act of Job. However, in their record also was their own flesh blaming Job that if there is no water, if there is no rain, there is no water. You better go and search yourself, which is normal to what many people do, especially when others are going through. And then, not that they hated him, but they just wanted a way out of him, you know, for him. Because none of them is really... Uh, None of them had the knowledge of what was going, going on. But they all have the same understanding that uh, God cannot punish a man if the man has not sinned against God. But in this case, they did not understand that the punishment is not from God. And that is typical of many of us. We, we, we sometimes are under the barrage of Satan, are oppressed by the devil, are attacked and stuff like that. And we look and see what is going on. And so we need to know that it's not from God. Evil does not come from God. Then... We have come to the place where now, you know, Job began to reply. And in the reply of Job, I want to tell you this, because when we go through chapter 9 and 10, I want to listen intensely, because in the reply of Job, you see the prophet Job speaking. When he spoke about unimaginable things, prophetic Job, then you will see the man Job speaking. When he now began to speak foolishly, 
And when you read on, when you get to the place where God answered him, all this you put in your mind, you will see the reason why God said that, who is the one who darkens my counsel? But anyway, for this time, I want you to recognize this. God did not afflict Job. God cannot do that. Satan is the one who did that. God permitted him. But God used that to test Job. And then to bring out, uh, you know, you know out, uh, out of Job, humanity, what human beings are. From his friends, from his wife, there is a place that your friends and wife cannot go beyond in your, in your, in your trial. There is only you and God. However, you also saw Job, the faithful one, Job, the prophetic, and Job, the flesh, speaking. So, now, I will ask Pastor David to uh, conclude our revision, and then we will go to mommy. Pastor David, please. Pastor, could you put Pastor David on, please? Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Yes, you Job, Job 7, 4. It says, when I lie down, I think. How long before I get up? The night drags on and I toss it till dawn. Know that kind of minister to me because some of us go through trials in our life that cost us sleepless nights. And how do we deal with that? Nighttime is not for thinking like Job did here. It's for sleeping, not for thinking. Because sometimes when we have sleepless nights, for days, for weeks, it affects us biologically. Sleeplessness have an adverse effect on our health. It will cause risks to our heart, to heart disease, to stroke, to diabetes, to high blood pressure, to depression, even to low immunity, to mention but just a few. Some people even actually resolve to taking pills, you know. And pills can have adverse effects because sometimes your body will tend to, you know, develop tolerance to the extent that the sleep will no longer be, you, it, you will no longer have the sleep anyway. And sometimes it can lead to addiction. So how do we deal with issues when we are not able to sleep? One of the scriptures that came to mind was Psalm 131. When the Bible talked about us not being concerned about matters that we cannot resolve. As a Christians, we are not, as a Christian, we are not supposed to concern ourselves with matters that we cannot resolve. We are supposed to just trust God and let God handle our issues. Also, in the book of Psalm 119 verse 50, it talks about God's promises, holding on to God's promises in times of comfort and because in times of uh, suffering, because God's word is our comfort in times of suffering. And what is the promise that God gave us? God says that He gave His beloved sound sleep in Psalm one two seven verse two. Another thing we can do is to delight in God's word. How do you delight in God's word? Sometimes some people cannot even read the Bible when when in their trying period. God expects us. We have this technology where you have this talking Bible and you can actually listen to the audio Bible in the background. When you cannot sleep through the night, put in some of the tape. Listen to Apostle's tape on life-changing messages that can uplift your spirit. Also, you can also listen to spirit-filled music and keep that through the night so that that will be a source of solace to you. So sleeplessness, we as Christians, we know we should know how to deal with it because we have the Holy Spirit of God in us. 
And so let's allow the Lord to deal with our issues. It shouldn't be a time that we are tossing on our bed and tossing here and there. And at the end of the day, we, it affects our health. So the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us, even as we deal with every trial that comes our way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, Pastor. Now, well, tonight I want to just um, want us to receive the ministry of Reverend Omar as he takes us through the book of Job, chapter 9 and chapter 10. Reverend Omar, please. Praise the Lord again tonight. The psalmist says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. says, my feet shall stand within his gate, O Jerusalem. I know the gladness of heart. I'm here tonight to teach the word. I pray in the name of Jesus that the word of God that comes forth will land on good soil. It will yield fruit, fruit. Amen. It will germinate. And we, uh, it will yield hundredfold, not even 30 or 60. Hundredfold, as we have read in our Bible study. May the Lord bless our heart. And uh, to make reference to our convention, word convention again, the Lord is about to beautify us. So he wants to give us that beauty treatment. You must always have this in your heart. And that beauty treatment is the word of God. And the good food that was given to Esther in that Esther chapter 2, if you have not forgotten that, which I know you have not forgotten, and be ready to eat this good food. And as Ezekiel ate the food, in that Ezekiel chapter 3, he said, it tasted as honey. This food is going to taste once again like honey on our leaves, in our hearts, and all over our body, in the name of Jesus. That takes us to the book of uh, Job chapter 9 and 10 to, tonight. Job chapter 9 says, this, we are seeing the picture of Job, Job again in his trials when he was responding to one of his friends. Said then Job replied, indeed, I know that this is true, but how can God, mere mortal, prove their innocence before God. How can mere mortals prove their innocence before God? Though they wished to dispute with him, they could not answer him one time out of a thousand. His wisdom is profound. His power is vast, which is true. Who has resisted him? And come out unscathed, that is, come out without any uh, care on their skin, on their body. He moved mountains without their knowing it, and overturned them through his anger. He shakes the earth. I want you to underline the, the, the sovereignty of God and what God can do. As I begin to read this scripture, what God can do is the unchangeable changer. There is nothing that He cannot do. So when we read this part, we now see the power of the awesome God that we serve. And I want you to see it in your life. In the midst of trials, in the midst of tribulation, He still shakes, He still moves, He still turns mountains and lifts valleys. And that is what God can do. 
So I want you to underline your scripture from that verse 4 that describes the sovereignty and the wisdom of God. He says here, though they wish to dispute with him, they could not answer him one time, uh, yes, one time out of a thousand. His wisdom to his book. One time out of a thousand. His wisdom is profound. His power is vast. Who has resisted him and come out unscathed? He moves mountains without their knowing it and overturns them in his anger. He shakes the earth from its place and makes its pillar tremble from the roots, from the foundation, makes the earth to tremble. He speaks to the sun and it does not, uh, yes, it does not shine. He's the only one that can do that. He seals off the light of the, of the stars. He alone searches, stretches out the heavens and treads on the waters of the sea. He is a, is a maker of the bear and the Orion. These are part of some of the uh, constellation stars. The uh, the Pleiades, the part of uh, you, you call it from here. <laughs> Sorry about this. The Pleiades and the constellations of the earth. He performs wonders. I want you to underline that because God is about to perform wonders in our lives as we are studying this Bible in this Bible study tonight in the name of Jesus. Begin to see that wonders because He promises us things that eyes have not seen. Things that ears have not heard. Things that have never entered into any mind. This is what God is promising us. He said he performs wonders that cannot be fathomed. Miracles that cannot be counted. Begin to see then the miracles, the wonders that he's about to perform. When he passes me, I cannot see him. When he goes by, I cannot perceive him. If he, if he snatches away, who can stop him? Who can say to him, what are you doing? God does not restrain his anger. Even the cohorts of Rahab covered at his feet. How then can I dispute with him? How can I find words to argue with him? Though I were innocent, I could not answer him. I could not plead with my judge for mercy. Even if I summoned him and he responded, I do not believe he will give me a hearing. He will crush me with a stone, with a storm, and multiply my wounds for no reason. He would not let me catch my breath, for would overwhelm me 
with his emissary. If it is a matter of strength, he's mighty. Underline that word. If it's a matter of strength, God is mighty. He's the mighty ones that meet in us. I want you to underline it and begin to hold forth to this word. God is mighty. He's a mighty God that moves you, that moves in our lives, that causes us to do that which we can do. And if it is a matter of justice, who can challenge him? Even if I were innocent, my mouth will condemn me. If I were blameless, it will it will pronounce to pronounce me guilty. Although I am blameless, I have no concern for myself. I despise my own life. It is all same. That is why I say he destroyed both the blameless and the wicked. I want you to underline that word. The Bible says the wicked he will destroy in that book of Psalm 125. A 145 verse 20. 145 verse 20. You read it every day. It is only the wicked. But Job has a, a different idea there. But I know that it's only the wicked that the Lord will destroy. It doesn't destroy the blameless. The blameless he will always exalt. Like he did to Job. He said to us, Job is a blameless man. And I don't know why Job is repeating this here. Only Job understands. Flesh the flesh Job, Apostle says. Only God understands. But it's only the wicked that God will destroy. So when we are going through challenges, as I've always said, we must make sure that we watch the word of our mouth and speak the right thing to ourselves. When a scorch brings sudden death, he mocks the despair of the innocent. When a land falls into the hands of the wicked, it blindfolds it judges. If it is not he, then who is it? My days are swifter than a runner. I want you to look at those words that Job used to qualify himself here. My days are swifter than a runner, that is, his days is running so fast that he will soon, he will soon go away, he will soon fade away, he will soon die. Watch the words that you use to, uh, for yourself. So, so, yes, yourself. The fly away without a glimpse of joy. He has seen himself in that, in that affliction and is also speaking against himself in the same affliction. My days are sweeter than a runner. The fly away without a glimpse of joy. They skim past like boats, a boat of uh, papyrus, like eagles swoop down on their prey. If I say I will forget my, my, my complaints, I will change I will change my expression and smile. I still dread all my suffering. I know you will not hold me innocent since I have already found guilty. Why should I struggle in vain? Even if I wash myself with soap, 
and my hands with cleansing powder, you will plunge me into a, into a, into a slim pit so that even my clothes will detest me. He is not a mere mortal like me, that I might answer him, that we might uh, confront each other in court. If only there were someone to mediate, <coughs> excuse me, between us, someone to bring us together, someone to remove God's rod from me, so that his terror will frighten me no more. Then I will speak up without fear of him. But as it is now, as it is now, as it as it no as it as it is now stands with me, I cannot. May the Lord bless the reading of His holy word. That's chapter nine. Quickly go to chapter ten before I come and conclude with my notes. Said I lost my very life. Therefore, I will give free reign to my complaint and speak out in the bitterness of my soul. I say to God, do not declare me guilty, but tell me what charges you have against me. Does it please you to oppress me? To spawn the work of your hands while you smile on the on the plans of the wicked. Do you have eyes of flesh? Do you see a mortal see uh, 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 as a mortal sees? Are your days like those of a mortal, or your years like those of a strong? of a strong man, that you must search out my faults and probe after my sin. Though, though, you, though you know that I am not guilty and that, and that no one can, can rescue me from your hand. I want to, un to underline that word there. Your hands shaped me and made me. Will, will you now turn and destroy me? Remember that you molded me like clay. Going back to Genesis now. Will you now turn me to dust again? Did you not pour out, pour me out like meal? and cuddle me like cheese. Clothe me with skin and flesh and knit me together with bones and uh, sinews. Psalm 139 applies there, now telling God how beautifully he had made him. You gave me life and showed me kindness. And in your providence, watch over my spirit. But this is what you conceal in your heart. And I know that this was in your mind. 
if I sinned, you, you will be watching me and would not let me offend and will not let my offense go unpunished. I'm guilty. If I'm guilty, woe to me. Even if I am innocent, I can't lift my, uh, my head for I'm full of shame and drawn in my affliction. If I hold my head high, you, you stop me like a lion and again display your awesome power against me. You bring new witnesses against me and increase your anger towards me. You force, uh, your forces come against me, wave upon wave. And if your forces come upon me, wave upon wave. Why then, why then did you bring me out of the womb? I wish I had died. Want to underline that from that verse 18. Why then did you bring me out of the womb? I wish I died before anyone saw me. Because of his affliction, he started pouring wrong words against himself. If only I had never come into being. <clears throat> if only I had never been born. That is what he's making reference to here. Or had been carried straight from the womb to the grave. If only I was still born, so that I can be buried immediately. You can see all these words, I make reference here, are some of the words that Job was actually making reference to, cursing the day of his birth in that chapter 3. You can write against, against that side and go back to read it. And uh, uh, not my few days almost over. Turn away from me so I can have a moment, a moment's joy before I go to the place of no return. This is a hopeless statement, a hopeless situation, but Jesus comes to give us hope. So in the midst of our trials or tribulation, we must always know it right in our hearts that Jesus has come to give life and hope and life forevermore. Amen. But Job was speaking against himself of getting the word of God. May we remember the, God, the Lord's word in the times of our trials and tribulation. Before I go to the place of no return, to the land of gloom and utter darkness, to the land of deepest night, of utter darkness and disorder. Is that true? In Jerusalem, where we are going, in the new Jerusalem, where we are going, it's going to be light forevermore. Hallelujah. Revelation talks about that, so you must always have it in your mind. That in the new Jerusalem, everything is going to be bright and brighter than this world. Amen. So the land of deep, deepest night, of utter darkness and disorder, where even the light it's like darkness. Is that what the Bible says? No. Read that uh, Revelation 21, 22. I will be able to, to, to see what the Bible says. 
about the land where we all end. And that takes me back to my note. A reference here, his first friend, Eliphaz, his idea about Job in that chapter 4, 12 to 21. You can go back and read that. Then in this chapter that we have just read, we are looking, we look at Job's reply to his friend Hildad in this chapter 9. And this was Job's third speech. You know, it keeps coming when the first friend spoke, came again and spoke. And then in this chapter 9 is the third speech of Job. In his speech, he described that no one can stand or understand or fathom God's wisdom, which is true. We read it in that Psalm 143 and 145 verse 3. He said, Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness, no one can fathom. Yes, it is true. So the word of God that Job used to beautify, that God used to beautify God, came alive here. And he spoke for the word. He said, great is the Lord. Is it the same Job that was speaking, like this psalmist was speaking? The psalmist was speaking the truth of his word. The psalmist has beautified himself <coughs> with God's word. He has ate the real food, understands. And he said here, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. But Joe, in Joe's speech, third speech, he described the word of God. He said the truth as well. He said, uh, he described that no one can stand or understand or fathom God's wisdom. Confirming the same word of the psalmist in Psalm 145 verse 3. Great is the Lord. Most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. In the, that's 145 verse 7. He said, they will celebrate our abundant goodness. This psalmist did not speak only about uh, uh, the, the greatness of God. He spoke about the abundant goodness of the Lord. But as when you are going through times and situations, let us remember his promises and stand on them. The psalmist said, they will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. Whatever we are going through, that's what the psalmist we read it every day here. We will sing joyfully and we will celebrate and sing of his righteousness. What the psalmist was trying to say here was true, which is confirmed in the psalm as I've just said to us. God's power is invisible. He mentioned it there. He described that God is, is, is greatness no one can fathom. God is invisible. That is, God is powerful. No one can defeat or overcome him. We now talk about this invisible quality of God, his divine power. We have that divine, we also have that divine power in us because we are made in God's own image. Because of this divine power in us, we cannot afford not to speak God anywhere we go. So Job was, he spoke the truth at the time and another time did not speak the truth. Those spoke about God's sovereignty. That is the supreme power or the authority of God. He spoke about his greatness. Let's look at that verse 4 when he began to describe God. He says God's wisdom is profound. 
He says his power is vast in that verse 4. You can mark it there. Talking about God's power to us tonight, I want to confirm that as well through the word that spoke, uh, Job was actually speaking in time of affliction. He remembered God. That is powerful. But, you know, because of what he was going through, he could not continue or be steadfast in what, steadfast in what he was saying. God's wisdom is profound. That's what it says in that verse 4. His power is vast. Say no one can resist him and come out unscathed, that is, without suffering any injury or damage or harm. Under that power, when you do wrong, or if God allowed the devil to try you, you cannot come out without being hurt. If the devil finds you guilty by himself. He can move and destroy. That is the power we are talking about now. He said God's power can move and destroy mountains without warning. And he can overturn them in his anger. That's what verse 5 is saying to us. He's talking about the sovereignty of God in that verse 5. He said his power can move mountains without warning. Look at all these uh, volcanoes and everything that erupts. You will just move anything out of the way. That is what his power can do. With his anger, he will overturn things. He will not come under the wrath of God. So instead of wrath, may God have mercy. He shakes the earth from his place and makes its pillars. Are ready to rust that this is pillars which is the foundation. Make them to tremble. That verse 6. You can write it again, verse 6. He's still talking about the sovereignty of God. Even in his affliction. He says the sun will not shine at his command. If God said, Let the sun not shine, it will not shine. Verse 7. He said the sun will not shine at the command. He can seal up the light of the cell if he pleases. He can tell the stars not to twinkle anymore. You can imagine if that happens. Astrologers cannot do their duty anymore. But thank God that he's not doing that. <coughs> Excuse me. He alone is enthroned in heaven and walk on the sea. Verse 8. He's the only one that can walk on the sea. But even the disciple thought uh, <laughs> he was a ghost. Verse 8. He's the only one that can walk on the sea. God can do and undo. He's the creator of all constellations of the stars. I read it to us the other time. Now, he said he's the creator of the bear, which is one of the constellations of the stars. The creator of Orion, Orion, and the uh, Please, uh, please, whatever they are called, verse 7. God took us back to Genesis when God created everything and he said it is good. He's the only one that can do that. No man. Man can go and be reading stars and be telling lies, but God is the creator, the originator of uh, creating stars. Job also mentioned in that verse 10, he said he performs wonders that cannot be fathomed. God performs not only wonders, 
but he performed miracles that cannot be counted. That's why I said, underline that scripture, and I was speaking to you because when I read that part, I, I stood on the word of God and said, there are some things that eyes have not seen in my life. There are things that ears have not heard in my life. There are some wonders that God has performed that is continued to perform in my life. And I want you to hold on to this word spoken by Job here. Perform wonders that cannot be fathomed. And miracles that cannot be counted. So what is that miracle you are expecting God? There are several miracles. So yours is part of it. And I tapped into this. I held on to this word. And I know it is done. When I be out. God, God's presence is everywhere. He mentioned that as well. As it was in the beginning of creation. If you read that uh, 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 book of John chapter 1, verse 1 to 18, it talks about all this. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and God, the word, and all the rest of that. You read that book of Genesis chapter 1, 16 to 19. It talks about his presence everywhere. Isaiah 45, 9 to 12, also talks about this. Romans 9, 20 to 21, is also the reference. It says, John chapter 1, says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. These are all the things that Job was referencing to. And that life was the light of man. The light shines in darkness that he refused to understand towards the end as we read in that chapter 10. It's the light that shines, but he calls the light dark in darkness. But this is what the scripture says about the light. Maybe in this affliction he thought, oh, what I'm going through is some people will say hell, but you must not say that. Or some people will say darkness. The light shines in darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Verse 10 of that John 1, he said, He was in the world, and through the world, though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Is that not what is happening in our world today? They cannot recognize him. It's only by the Spirit of God. It's only by that word of God that has been put inside you. It's only because you have been beautified by the word. We are eating that food, then it can make us transform and beautify into to, to his glory. So know much about him. That's why we could recognize, we can be in the world and recognize this light that we are talking about. In that verse 12 of that John 1, 12 to 13, he said, Yet to all who received him, to those who believe in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God, of which we are. John testifies concerning him. He cries out saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. And thank God for this verse 16, which I know that every one of you is here to be able to know. When I positive this chapter, he said, from the fullness of his grace, 
you have all received one blessing after another. You have the fullness of God's grace, and that's why we can do all that we do today. For the Lord was given through Moses, grace and truth came from Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. Amen. And that's Psalm 143, verse 2 says, Do not bring your uh, servant into judgment, for no one living is righteous before him. Romans 3, 12, Therefore no one will be declared righteous in his sight, You're mute, sir. What did you say? Sorry. Thank you, Pastor Tayo. Can a mortal be more righteous than God? Can a man be more pure than his maker? Verse 14 to 16 of that Job that you are reading, Job realized that he cannot answer reason or argue with God in that verse 14. He cannot defend himself. Even if it was right, he could only plead for mercy. That's verse 15. He's not sure what God can do. And takes us to that verse 17. But one thing I know is that if we call on him, he will defend us and he will act on our behalf. That's verse 16. Verse 17. 20. Job never see, realized that God was not the cause of his trouble for the devil. He didn't realize that when he was speaking in that verse 17 to 20. And you can relate this to verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 6 to 12 to be able to have an understanding when God gave uh, the permission for, for the devil to look at it, to go and search his servant Job even though he knows that he's a blameless and upright man. Job 9, 17 to 20, I read, He would crush me with a storm and multiply my wound for no reason. He would not let me regain my breath, but would overwhelm me with misery. If it is a matter of strength, he is mighty. I ask you to underline that word mighty. God is mighty. He's the mighty one that moves in us. He's the mighty one that causes us to do what we do today. He's the mighty one that opens up to us so that we can also be mighty like him. In that book of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, to us a child is born or to us a son is given. Say the government will be upon his shoulder. He began to mention the mighty God, everlasting father, the prince of peace. Of the increase of his government there shall be no end. When the mighty one lives in us, then we are full, we are trained and full under his government. So Job realized this as well, and he mentioned it in that verse 9. He said, if it's a matter of strength, he is mighty. And if it's a matter of justice, he will summon him. Even if I were innocent, my mouth will condemn me. If I were blameless, it will pronounce me guilty. The psalmist view in Psalm 145, 20, which I mentioned to us as I read along, is different. Has a different opinion of, of mine. He says, for this reason, 
the, uh, the wicked will be destroyed. But his mouth will praise the Lord. That's what the psalmist says. As for the wicked, he will destroy. He will be destroyed. And because wicked is destroyed, he said he will praise the Lord. He said the Lord watches over all who love him. But all the wicked, he will destroy. For this reason, the psalmist said, I will praise the Lord. But Job was not praising the Lord. He was saying that both the blameless and the uh, wicked will be destroyed. No. But the psalmist said, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the Lord watches over all who love him. So that all who love God will be blameless. But all the wicked he will destroy. And he says, my mouth is speaking praise of the Lord. Let our mouth speak in praise of the Lord, whatever we go through. Let every creature praise his holy name forever. That is the psalm that we read every day. So let's all go to that psalm. They are powerful. In that psalm, in that Job 9, 25 to 26, Job started to speak. He said, my days, look at how Job was referencing himself there. He said, my days are sweeter, that is faster than the runner. That is, <laughs> I will soon go to the grave. They fly away without a glimpse of joy. His affliction, he was still speaking back to himself. Let us learn from this and uh, know how to talk, speak the right words. To our sweet soul and body. The scheme passed like boats of papyrus. That is, it's like a single of an eye. When you blow the papyrus something, when you, you said they just they just fly like that. When they are made into small solid, just like when we were in primary school, because that was the picture that was coming to mind now. We make boats or small uh, small boats with a paper. We make it into triangles and everything. I try to bring the shape out. When you blow it, what happened? It just go like that. That is what is comparing his life. Say like evils swooping down on their prey. Vroom, they take the prey and the gun. Compare his life like that. 9.28-35 I still dread all my suffering. For I know you will not hold me innocent. Since I am already found guilty, why should I struggle in vain? Even if I wash myself with soap and my hands with washing soda, you will plunge me into a slim pit so that even my clothes will detest me. The clothes get rotten and it's gone. It is put in the pit. I don't want to take it to Jeremiah because that will take us back. Amen. The linen and the and the other one in that Jeremiah 13. And some permit, I'm going to explain it more there. He's not a man like me that I might answer him. That we might confront each other in court. That is not God. God is not a man. In this thing that I'm going through, there is no way I can confront him. If only there are someone to uh, arbitrate between us. To lay his hands upon us both. Someone to remove God's rod from me so that this terror will frighten me no more. Then I will speak up without fear of him. But as it is now, but as it now stands with me, I cannot. I still dread all my suffering, for I know you will not hold me innocent. Since I am already found guilty, why should I struggle in vain? Even if I wash myself with soap, 
and my hand is washing soda. You plunge me into a, into a slim piece, so even my clothes to detest me. He is not a man like me, that I might answer him, that we might confront each other in court. So I've got a read that I think this is a repetition when you are moving things around. No, because of Job's suffering, Job likened his days to certain things or objects that will act in, in certain ways. Do you do that to yourself? I wish I'm not alive. I wish I'm dead. I wish I'm like a, I wish I'm a, I wish I wish I wish I wish. Do you liken yourself to something? Liken himself to a runner that is running just goes swiftly like that. But he later, he, he let, when you read the, 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 the book of Job down, down to 38, chapters 38 to 42, you see that his story changed. So God that changed uh, the Job's story, we also changed our story. When we get there, I'll be able to make reference to this. Just few about chapter 10, so that when next we meet, remember, we're going to be looking into chapter 11 and 12. Job in this chapter, Describe the bitterness, uh, the bitterness of his soul. Job continued in his expressions, and he expressed his ideas concerning the formation of life, about his life. You can see Job now. Really, he thought so deep that he started talking about himself again. So that from that verse eight to twelve, but that one to seven, you can see was just talking about the bitterness of his soul. Job continued to express the idea concerning the formation of his life. He now reminds God, he said, your hand shaped me and formed me. Will you not turn and destroy me? You are my creator. Are you not going to kill me? You are the one that made me. Are you going to kill me? He remembered, you formed or created me from clay. Will you not turn me to dust again? Did you not pour, uh, pour me out like milk and cordial, like cheese? That is, after formation of milk, that enough made him to, 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 to turn into cheese. You know, make him more meaningful, making life more meaningful in him. Clothe me with skin. Did you not clothe me with skin, skin and flesh? And knit me together with bones and sinews. You know, I said we are just skeleton, but when God beautifies us with his glory, that's when he turns us from for milk and makes us into cheese. He clothes us with uh, skin and flesh and knit us together, knit our bones together, every part of our body. I made reference to Job chapter 2, verse 3, and then Job chapter 2, 4 to 5. Because of time, not able to go there, but just at your own time, going to that. Verse 15 also confirms that Job was an innocent man. Verse of that chapter 10, verse 15 to 16, also Job thought God was the cause of his punishment. But it's not so. God was making reference to all these things. Then when you look at that verses 18 to 22, you can compare that with chapter 3 verse 20. That's Job 18, 10, 18 to 22. Job referenced that he did not know why he never died at birth. 
Can you speak such a thing to yourself? Because of some things that you are going through. Then think, ah, I'm, I'm, so, we say that, ah, I won't use it for myself. The better die than to live. No, 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 no. We will not die but live. But to speak about God. That's what the Bible comes to. It's not to better die. So how did Job express his uh, bitterness here? In that chapter 10, 18 to 22. We must learn. Why are these words there? Words written. So that we can learn how to comport ourselves when we go through trials and tribulations. Why then did you bring me out of, of the womb? Why? Tell me. I wish I had died before any eye saw me. That was 18. Verse 19. Verse chapter 10. If only I had never come into being or had been carried straight from the womb to the grave. If only. Then that verse 20 says, are not my few days almost over? Remember, I compared and said that he's better, he's better gone than being alive. He said, verse 21, he said, before I go to the place of no return. <laughs> is it the place of no return? Is a place to return into a better place. That is what the Bible says. But look at how he has looked down on himself. So for adventure, when you are going through times of anticipation or you are in the position to encourage people around you, you must know the right word to fit them with. When that first thing in the palace was given that opportunity to give Esther the beauty treatment, you remember I gave the right treatment that the king had, that Esther had trained well before the king. Let's know the right word to cancel people so that we can bring them to God. He said, before I go to the place of no return, <laughs> it's a place of returning to another place. That's where I see so the land of gloom and deep shadow, is that, the, is that such land? No. It's a, la, it's a place of light, full of light, light forevermore. So the land of deepest night, is that such place? No. Verse 22, he said, so the land of deepest night or deep shadow and disorder. Yeah, even the light is like darkness. Is that what the Bible says to us? No, like Jerusalem that you are going to is a place that is full of light. Because of time, I'm not making reference to you. I just want to just look at it there and go and look at it in that book. Revelation 21, 22. Read it up to the last generation. Uh, Revelation. Amen. Job realized that he could no, uh, no more bear his trouble and pain. He said he's better dead than alive. These are what he was saying to himself. Same as when he cursed the day of his birth. I said to you to refer to it. When he could no longer bear his trouble. There are things that come into our lives. There are pain that we go through. You know, some of us have really gone into it. The valley of the shadow of death. But the psalmist said, I fear no evil. May God give us the boldness. And eventually, you are going through this valley of the shadow of death. May that boldness come upon you right now. In the name of Jesus. Say, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord my God is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. May this word that we are speaking tonight beautify and comfort you. 
in Jesus and comfort every one of us in Jesus' name. Let us see Job's idea about death and his view, idea of view about death. I reference here that Job was only thinking about his body, his body that is full of scars, and he was using this pad to scrape it. This was the only thing he was thinking about the physical body that he could see. So Job was actually speaking from the flesh. If you will bear with me, when he was speaking all this, he was speaking from the flesh. Because you could see the body, when you see the body, sometimes you see when the doctor tells you that you have this something and it's like, if you look at yourself, because you can see it on the x-ray, the next thing is death. But we, let us not face that, but let's face the reality and begin to speak life to ourselves. So in this picture that we saw Job from that verse 18 to the end of that chapter 10, he was speaking from the flesh, not from the spirit. Let's see what the book of John chapter 1, just to encourage some of us, that are going through the valley of the shadow of death tonight. Let's see what John 14 says to us. Say, do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if you go and prepare a place for if and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. There is hope for the future. You will not also do such a thing or complain in such a way like Job. Instead of taking things to God in prayer, as the songwriter puts it, he said, Have we trials or temptation? Is there trouble anywhere? He said, We should never be discouraged. I conclude tonight that we will take it to God in prayers. May the Lord bless our meditation tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Shall we just pray a prayer uh, from the book of Isaiah 4? verse 5 and 6 and then I will give room to two people to lead prayer and then we'll pray for the nation of Cote d'Ivoire because the devil is looming over that nation and we will stop him that the will of God will happen in the nation of Cote d'Ivoire but this is the prayer I want you to pray first <laughs> Isaiah 4, 5 and 6 it says then the Lord will create over all of Mount Zion and over those as, who assemble there a cloud of canopy by day and glow of flaming fire by night. You want to ask God to create a cloud of canopy over you that his canopy will be over you and a banner and flaming fire surround you. And says over all, all, over all the glory, overall, the glory will be a canopy and it says that it, it will be a shelter and shade from the heat of the day. The recession that is going to bite in the next few months upon the earth, God will cover you from it. Amen. And a refuge and a hiding place from the storms and rain. Amen. Open your Bible, hold it in your hand, and begin to speak in, the, in the, this word. Shall I begin to pray? Come For the Lord will create over Mount Zion, over those who assemble there, a cloud of smoke by day, 
Isaiah 4, 5 and 6. Create in me, O God, you have promised a cloud of smoke by day and a glowing fire by, by night. Lord, let your cloud cover me by day and protect me from the heat of the day, the recession that is looming over the earth. Father, protect me from it. Let your glory descend upon your church in this season. He that dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide the shadow of the Almighty. In the plague that will come upon the earth, affliction of the devil, in the onslaught of Satan, Father, protect me. Lord, protect, protect your people me, protect your in people. the name of Jesus. Be the banner of cloud over us mm. and the flaming fire around us. Yes, Father, we pray a canopy in the time of trouble, a shelter, O oh God, and a shade from the heat of the day, a refuge and a hiding place from the storms and rain. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Be the glory over us. Be the fire around us. Be the glory over us. Be the fire around us, both day and night. Protect us from all the onslaught of the devil for the rest of this year. Every plan of Satan, protect us from them. Lord, help us to dwell under your canopy. Fulfill your covenant over us, O God. Father, make us into flame and surround us with your fire. When we are asleep, when we are awake, let our homes and property be surrounded by your fire. In the name of Jesus, let your glory be upon us like a cloud, a refuge and a hiding place for us, O God, you are. A share in the time of heat, O God. A glory of a way canopy, Lord, upon all our churches, upon all our members, all our families. Pray for them that your name may be glorified. In Jesus' anointed name we pray. Yes, we have been reading about Jesus Christ and how he has been performing miracles, signs, and wonders. We are going to pray in the book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. One of the things that really intrigues me is the, 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 the operations of Jesus Christ and also his promise for those of us who believe in him that we will carry the same unction and power. Now we're going to pray concerning our mindset in, the, in Philippians 2.5. He says, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ. We're going to pray by our attitude because it is the attitude, the mindset of Jesus that brought him to connect with the Father's heart. So that what he does, anything Jesus does, that is what heaven is doing. John chapter 5 verse 19, he says, I do what I see my father do. So we're going to pray, Lord, change our mindset. Change our attitude towards you, towards your world, towards people. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Our God and King will pray. We want to operate in your power. We want to operate in your grace. We want to operate in your power. Lord, but we need your mindset. We need to operate in the mind of Christ. Father, change our mindset to God. Change our mindset to God. Change our mindset to God. Change our mindset. Say, let your attitude be like that of Christ. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. Change our mindset completely. Help us to understand what God is saying. In John so 5, 19, Jesus gave them this answer. I so tell Lord, you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. Tell the Lord, help me to connect with what you are doing. 
Help my heart to connect with your heart. Help my mind to connect with the mind of Christ. So that I can see, I can perceive what you are doing. So that I can enter into what you are doing in my lifetime. God, as it is written about Jesus and written about the apostles, it shall be written concerning me. Tell the Lord, I want to move in your power. I want to move in your unction. Oh Lord, connect my mind with your mind. Connect my heart with your heart. Break down every flesh with me. Do not let my emotion control me. Holy Spirit of God, help me to submit to the counsel of heaven. Help me to submit to the mindset of Christ that I can operate in your divine power. That your name be glorified. Raise shakers and movers from among us, Lord. That your name be exalted. Blessed be your holy name, O God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Now, I want us to pray another prayer in the book of Jeremiah 1.12. It says, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly. I am watching over my words to perform them contingencies. I am watching to see that my words are fulfilled. And I will say, we're going to pray. Fulfill your words. This is the month of promise. The month of fulfillment. Tell the Lord, open a book of remembrance concerning me. Every prophecy spoken over my life, even the one I've forgotten, bring them to your remembrance. Fulfill them, Lord. Fulfill them, Lord. Fulfill them, Lord. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Our God and King will pray thee. Lord, you have said it. I watch over my word to fulfill them. Father, open our understanding. Open our eyes, O God. Open our mind, O God, so that all the words you have spoken to our spirit, you bring them to fulfillment. Bring them to fulfillment. Open the book of remembrance in your presence. Concerning all the prophecies you have sent to us, the one you have spoken to our spirit, let our spirit bring them out. The one that have been stored in our heart, let our mind bring them out. Bring them to fulfillment. Bring them to fulfillment. Bring them to fulfillment. God watches over His word. All the promises you have given to us. Bring them to fulfillment. This is the month of fulfillment. Fulfill your covenant with me, O God. Fulfill your promises to me, O God. Fulfill your prophecies to me, O God. Fulfill your prophecies to Christ with tabernacle, O God. In this season, your prophecy over nation, bring them to pass. Your prophecy over your church, bring them to pass. Father, visit us, visit us, visit us in a in a dimension that transcends our understanding. You watch over your word. Oh, watchman God. Bring to fulfillment all that which you have promised us. That your name be glorified. This is the month of our fulfillment. And it shall be so. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I want us to pray for Cote d'Ivoire. We had the news yesterday that the case has gone so terrible. That people are now running out of that country because of fear of war. Let me tell you, it's not a rumor. It is a fact. It was is a fact. Because the news showed us yesterday that a man was arrested who is highly regarded in the country, more than the president. You know, he was an ambassador when the president was a student. And he was the man who helped the, pre- the current president when he was, you know, in his own days of studies. And he has so many people in the country. So he's like a father of the land. Okay? But he was arrested. I mean, for, for what? <laughs> for speaking out. Now, this is the scripture we are going to read. I think when we pray for Cote d'Ivoire, then let us now apply to every country in Africa. It says, Jeremiah 30 verse 8, In that day, declares the Lord Almighty, I will break the yoke of their neck and will tear their bonds. No longer will foreigners enslave them. We're going to pray, Lord, intervene in Cote d'Ivoire. 
before sunset tomorrow, Father, pass through Cote d'Ivoire. Bring every threat of the devil to a halt and bring peace back to that country. Let's lift up our voice and begin to pray. Our Father, God and King will lift up God we are before you. Bring peace, bring we pray, peace, oh God, peace, that peace. between now and oh, sunset tomorrow, you will break the yoke Lord, of the neck of Iborians. You will tear the bonds of those who are bound them. You will break the yoke of Satan over that nation. Whatever the devil has gone to do in that country, you will frustrate it. Lord, we pray against the power of Satan. We decree there shall be no war in that country anymore. People will not be enslaved anymore. Never will foreigners enslave that nation. In the name of Jesus, deliver them from their oppressor. Deliver them from their oppressor. Father, in the name of Jesus, set the prisoners free. He says in Psalm 146 verse 9, He uphold the cause of the oppressed. Tell the Lord, arise and uphold the cause of the oppressed in the land of God. He gives food to the hungry. The Lord set prisoners free. Father, in the name of Jesus, by your mighty power, by your mighty power, send your angels. Overthrow the seat of Satan in all the region of Côte d'Ivoire. Destroy the power of domination all over Côte d'Ivoire. Divide the midst of those who Satan has assigned to cause chaos. Let there be division among them. Father, Lord, move in a way as you terrify the Nakerus, terrify their camp, O God. That there be division among them, Lord Jesus Christ. And the truth of God will be upheld. And your deliverance shall be seen in Côte d'Ivoire. Lord, destroy the powers of the of the enslavers in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and bring in your peace in that nation. Bring in your peace in that nation. Destroy the cohorts of Satan and raise the righteous in that nation. Father, we pray for all African countries. We have some juntas oppressed others. Father, break the the power of the oppressor. Uphold the cause of the oppressed. Uphold the cause of the oppressed. Set their prisoners free. Pass through the land of Africa Amen. like a wild wind. Blow away the shelter of Satan. Strip mm. naked, O oh God, their kings, O oh God. Strip them of their armor. Take power from the wicked. Amen. Destroy the citadel of Satan and every seat of the devil in every nation in Africa. Mm. Let them catch fire. Lord, shake the nation of Africa. As Job declared about you today, you are an awesome God. You can do all things. Just blow your wind upon that continent. And let every system of Satan, every cohort, you cannot in the, in the hand of the devil, let them be blown away like a shaft. Lord, raise up men and women who will, who, will, who, will, who will commit their life to the nations, to the building of nations who are selfless, who will uphold equity and justice in that continent. That your name be glorified. We bless and exalt your holy name. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Amen. 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 Father, it is written, He carries out the words of His servant and fulfills the predictions of His messenger. Amen. He says to Jerusalem, it shall be inhabited. I say your Jerusalem shall be inhabited. Amen. To the towns of Judah, they shall be rebuilt. I say whatever the devil has destroyed in your life shall be rebuilt in the name Amen. of In this month of November, Amen. it shall come to pass over you. Amen. And he says unto their ruin, it will restore. Whatever Amen. the devil has ruined, 
I command restoration. Desolation. Be filled with restoration in the name of Jesus. Anything the devil has stolen from you, I decree them back restored. And I decree in the name of the Lord, according to the word of the Lord, my word that come out of my mouth will not return back to me, but it shall accomplish the purpose of which I say it, and it shall, it shall achieve the plan. I speak into your life that the promise of God for you in this month be fulfilled. The Lord will provide for you. He says, worship the Lord your God. He will cause his blessing to come upon your food and water. The blessings of God from heaven will come upon your food. He will rest upon your hand. He will come upon your water. He has promised in the, the book of Deuteronomy uh, 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 28. He said, I will open the floodgates of heaven, verse 12. And I will send rain to the works of your hand. Rain of God will fall upon the works of your hand. Ease will come for, uh, for you in this very season. This week we have not ended it. Ease from heaven will come upon your life to achieve every good thing that God has said before you. He said, I will call the enemies that come against you to run before you. The Lord will release his hornet on your behalf. He will change all the opposition before you. They will turn their backs away from you and run. Those who have hindered you will be bound in the name of Jesus. will be rendered powerless over you. The Lord will raise you up high above those who have been hindering you in the name of the Lord. The Lord will deliver your press. The Lord will defend your cause. In this very month of November, you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. All what God has been speaking about you shall come to pass. The Lord will destroy all the weapons of the enemy against you. He will kindle the man inside you, empower you by the grace of heaven, so that you can live a normal life. Your labor shall not be filled for fire, and God will gratify you. For all your years of, of labor, God will grant you success. And He will give you abundant returns in the name of Jesus. For all your sowing in tears, you will come back this week. This month will shift in your hand. It does not matter. A thousand fall upon your right side, ten thousand on your left hand. No evil shall befall you. Repronte masokabar. We stand together in agreement and decree against second wave of coronavirus. Amen. We chase him out of the nations. We send him into hell back in the name of Jesus. Amen. We speak peace of God upon the nations of the earth. The will of God to be fulfilled over the nations of the earth. We ask for mercy from the heart of the Father for humanity because of many who are supposed to be saved but they are still outside. We ask for power upon the church of the living God on earth. So go out, even in this time, that we will reach millions for Christ in the name of Jesus. Regardless of lockdown, Lord, you will turn the heart of people who are locked down. You will, you will bring them to link up with all the places where people are preaching the word of God and the word of truth. All the social media that people are preaching the truth that can bring life to people. You will, you will connect all these people into those places and they will be saved they will be healed most have been saved in this lockdown most have been healed and delivered and most have been blessed financially in the name of jesus we pray for nations of the earth of god that you will recover your nation you created them for the earth is the lost and the fullness thereof and you will lift up the hand of your people in every nation any decision of Satan that can bring the world back, we destroy in the name of Jesus. We pray, oh God, that the will, that kingdom come on earth, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every sick under my voice, be healed in the name of Jesus. If you are sick in your body, be healed in the name of Jesus. If you are sick in your body, be healed in the name of Jesus. Your sinuses is dried up. 
pain in your body, I cause to die in the name of Jesus Christ. Your bone marrows and the cells of your body, I decree them healed in the name of Jesus Christ. All your organs, liver, kidney, if you have had any diagnosis and you have problem in all those organs, I command be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. I reverse the, 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 the diagnosis and I say you are made whole by the power in the blood of Jesus. The one who worked on the sea, the one who turned the leper and was cleansed, the one who put his fingers in the ears of the dumb, uh, deaf and dumb, and he spat and touched his tongue, and then he was loose. Dembra Sikata, the one who went to the graveyard of, of Lazarus and spoke to the rotting body, and he came back to life. I command everything dead in your life, back to life in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. Receive back your good health. Receive back your good health. Your hypertension is gone. High blood pressure gone. In the name of Jesus, diabetes totally out of your body. Kidneys working perfectly. Liver, pancreas received renewal. Everybody have the right to peace and to good health in their body because Jesus paid the price on the Calvary. Father, we bless and glorify thee. I pray for those who are having their birthday today. May the Lord open a book of remembrance concerning you. And may the Lord God Almighty bring provision for you to fulfill the destiny of heaven that God has ordained for you. May you succeed in everything you lay your hands on. You will not be fed up in doing good things. May the Lord renew your zeal towards good things. And may God give you long life and prosperity. Those who have their wedding this uh, remembrance this day, May the Lord bless your home with everything that heaven has in provision for a family. In the name of Jesus Christ. May your enemy not overcome you. In the name of Jesus Christ. May the peace of God be upon God's people. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying. Stretch your hands forward and let me bless you. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary. And grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices. And accept your bond offerings. May he give you the desires of your heart. And make all your plans succeed. We will shout for joy. When you are victorious. And we lift up our banner. In the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. In the name of the Father. And the Son and the Holy Spirit. The God of Abraham. The God of Bethel, who made a covenant with Abraham and confirmed it within Isaac and fulfilled it in Jacob. The one who has spoken to us from Isaiah 55, 11 this month, that said, my word that comes out of my mouth will not come back to me empty. May he open the book of remembrance of his words all over us and in his sovereign power bring them to pass, even in this month of November. In Jesus' holy an anointed name we are praying. Amen. Amen. And amen. And amen. Well, thank you so much for tonight. Tomorrow, remember, our prayer goes on at, the, at um, 7 p.m. And we go back to our normal prayer, 7 to 8 uh, tomorrow. And Friday, and on Friday, our prayer goes back to uh, 11 p.m. So that you put that in your record so that you won't miss it. Well, May the Lord strengthen and bless us all. Amen. May the Lord continue to bless you all. Those of you watching on the uh, uh, YouTube, please remember to click that thumb up and see you tomorrow. And our daily reading, if you haven't got it, contact us so that we can send it to you. And may the Lord continue to strengthen and bless you.